With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Has hit a wall. Joining now to discuss from DKPittsburghSports.com. He is a member of the Hockey Hall of Fame. He is Mr. Electricity, Dave Molinari. Uh, Davey, let's start with the painfully obvious question. What is wrong with Evgeny Malkin, who had another tough night Saturday, even though the Penguins beat the New York Islanders? Mark, I trust you realize that if I had really had the answer to that question, that I would not give it to you, but I would sell it to the Penguins for an awful lot of money um, because it's uh, very much in their interest to get him performing at the, uh, at the level that was expected of, uh, of him. Um, he's just looked, you know, out of sorts pretty much, you know, almost nonstop since the start of the season. And, you know, there, there's some uh, thought that, you know, his issue is that he wasn't able to prepare uh, for the, for the season the way he normally would have because of pandemic related restrictions on training facilities in Russia Um but other than that, you know, there there really is nothing to point to as as an obvious culprit. Well, Mike Sullivan, the coach, he's in an odd spot because Gino obviously deserves every benefit of the doubt. You can't scratch him or bench him or demote him or even yell at him. It's like the only guy who can help Gino dig his way out is Gino himself. I think that's a, a safe assessment of it. Uh, yeah, you, you know. They certainly don't have a replacement. You don't, you know, keep a uh, a future Hall of Famer on the shelf in case one of the ones you already uh, have in your lineup, you know, needs to be replaced for a while. So Jared McCann co- can't come in and pick up Geno's slack if it comes to that. Well, you know, the way Malkin is playing right now, yeah, he probably could. But uh, I don't think that's uh, what they'd be looking for. Um no, I mean they they have to rely on Malkin to play his way out of it, and you know it, it's not out of the question. Certainly, you look at Tristan Jari and the way he played over the past week or so, uh, and contrast that with the way he played early in the season, and you see that you know players can get off to a slow start and then uh, and then rediscover their games. And the Penguins have to hope that that happens with Malkin. Gino has one year left on his deal after this season. Uh, with one year left, that's traditionally when a guy gets extended. Let's say Gino struggles like this all season. What can the Penguins do at that point? I think they can uh, put off uh, making any sort of further commitment to him until they see if he's able to work his way out of it uh, You know, the, the following season. Uh, you know, they don't have any replacements, you know, just uh, ready to step into a top six center role, uh, you know, in, in the talent pipeline. So I can't imagine them, uh, you know, casting him off. But, you know, with uh, salary cap issues likely to uh, face NHL teams for another couple of years uh, because of the pandemic, 
I certainly don't see how they could make any sort of uh, significant commitment to him under that scenario. Now, Sid played NHL game number 1,000 on Saturday, the first to do so in a Penguin uniform. That was a nice ceremony, if a bit dimmed because of no crowd. But like I said earlier, the Penguins won the game, and that's really the only way Sid marks time, isn't it? Uh, pretty much, yeah. That's um, you know, I, I think that as, as much as he obviously was touched by everything they did and how much he really appreciated it, um, the memories would not have all been good for him had the had the Penguins not won that game. So, you know, it was uh, I guess Sidney Crosby night uh, brought to you by Tristan Jari uh, <laughs> because he. He's the guy who made that possible. You know, uh, Chris Letang had his best game of the season. That was certainly a uh, a major factor in, in the Penguins winning that game. But they're never in a position to get one point, let alone two, out of it uh, without the way Jari played. Well, we'll get back to Sid in a second. Let, let's stick with Jari. I, I, like you, felt that was his best game of the year Saturday. I thought he played okay uh, the prior game on Thursday as well in beating the Islanders. What's he doing better? Uh, obviously stopping the puck more, but it seems like his stick's a bit more active as well. Yeah, and I actually I was uh, speaking with him about that uh, on a conference call today, and we've noticed he, he's being more assertive, more aggressive, and I asked him if that was responsible for the obvious increase in confidence in his game or whether the increased confidence in his game was uh, leading to him, you know, being more assertive and, and more aggressive. And he kind of sidestepped it saying that it was a little bit of both, um, which I guess was his way of saying that he doesn't really know either. But, you know, that that is uh, certainly a chicken or the egg uh, kind of question. We're talking to Dave Molinari of DKPittsburghSports.com here on the Mark Madden Show. Um uh, Getting back to Sid, game number 1,000 seemed like a pipe dream back during the concussion days. Uh, people forget this now almost 10 years later, but that was clearly in dot for a bit, wasn't it? Oh, very much so. Not, you know, not just a bit. I, you know, when you have multiple concussions and, you know, the, uh, the difficulty he had uh, getting over to one in particular – um, there's no question that, that that puts a guy's career in jeopardy. And, you know, I, I'm sure there are probably some medical professionals out there who believe that he should have retired at that point. Um, I can't imagine a guy whose, you know, passion for the game runs as deep as Crosby's uh, doing that when there was absolutely any other option to explore. But, you know, a, a medical case I'm sure could have been made that, you know, it was in his long-term best interest to, to walk away from the game rather than risking further damage to his brain. Uh, how's Sid playing right now? He's always going like a tornado, always goal line to goal line. He is under a point per game, but uh, I think he's catching up there a little bit. What say you? I think he's playing quite well. You know, whatever issues the Penguins have had uh, to this point in the season, I would not put him very high on the list. You know, he's playing a, a really good 200-foot game. Uh, as is often the case, his line mates aren't 
you know, shooting a hundred percent on the uh, good scoring chances that he creates, not to, uh, you know, which is not to uh, question the talents of guys like Gensel and uh, Rost and lately Kapanen. Uh, you know, they're obviously uh, proven at this level. Um, but I, I think you will see his point per game average continue to go up. Um, he's really playing well defensively. He's over the course of the years turned himself into their best faceoff man. You know, he's heading into what probably should be the twilight years of his career. Um, but I don't think it shows. Um, at this point, I would have no reservations about, uh, giving him a few more years on his contract. Oh no, nor I. And, uh, I was speaking to somebody earlier today about, you know, how Sid will handle it when he, you know, is like Trottier with the Penguins, when he isn't really a top six anymore. But I don't see that for Sid for a number of years. And I know Gordie Howe is the exception, not the rule, but I saw him play top six well into his 40s after, you know, coming out of retirement, admittedly in a weaker league, the WHA. But uh, I think Sid's got a few more years left in the top two lines. What say you? Uh, yeah, I, I think that's, that's safe to say. I, and certainly there's not another guy with top six center potential in their organization, at least as of the moment. Obviously, they could always make a trade, although those uh, you're not going to find many teams uh, eager to part with one. Um, but no, I, I think there's no indication that he... Uh, you know, would be uh, relegated to a, a bottom six role. How do you think he would handle that, Davey, if the time ever came, if his skills did dictate? That's an, that's a really interesting question, Mark. And I would, you know, my guess is that his pride in being one of the best, if not the best in the game for so long, that it would be, you know, difficult for him to accept you know, becoming a, a third liner. On the other hand, he loves this game as much as anybody I've ever seen. And I, you know, wouldn't rule out him staying, you know, continuing to play simply for the love of the game, not because he had any delusions, you know, that he was still, you know, the best player in the league at age 47, but just because, you know, he likes playing hockey so much. And because, you know, a, a, a team, presumably the Penguins, uh, felt that he could still contribute to whatever success it was capable of at that point. Kapanen got benched for the third period. Uh, any idea what happened there? I mean, he wasn't great, but sitting him except for, what, a couple seconds in the third period seemed a bit extreme. I agree with you. I, you know, I thought that he was okay. I didn't think he was anything special. I don't think... Uh, you know, it would have been a crime against humanity if they hadn't named him one of the three stars of the game. Uh, but I also thought it was an overreaction to bench him if that was done on the basis of his play on the ice. Uh, you never know if something was said, you know, that, that might have led to that, or maybe that Mike Sullivan or, or one of the assistants saw Kapanen do something that that violated some dictum that, that they had laid down. 
But I thought in general on the basis of his play that that, that was really something that was a, a little more severe than was necessary. Uh, is it too early to have a take on what Hextall and Burke will want to do? It's probably too early for them to have a take, but we've not had you on since they get hired. What was your reaction to the hiring at the time? And uh, what kind of angle do you think they'll take with where this club's headed? Well, I, I think they're still trying to figure that out. You know, they've only been here for a couple of weeks. It's not like they were around the team much before they were hired. You know, neither of them lived in Pittsburgh or anything like that. So they weren't regulars at, at Penguin games. So they're still probably getting familiar with the personnel and to a lesser degree to the the personnel you know, at other levels of the organization and in uh, in the system. Um, you know, Hextall, I thought, was a good hire when uh, when Rutherford resigned, which I have to admit caught me completely off guard. Uh, Hextall was the first guy I thought of as a replacement, but I thought of him more so because of the ability he had shown to rebuild teams in Los Angeles and Philadelphia, as opposed to acting on a mandate like the one that he has in Pittsburgh, which is to get this team to the level where it can be a serious Stanley Cup contender again. I'm not sure how realistic and objective that is, given the salary cap constraints and the limited number of trade assets that uh, he and Brian Burke will have to work with. Uh, but that does seem to be what, what ownership is going to ask him to do. And I, I also did not see uh, Brian Burke's hiring coming, although I was just a couple of days from proposing in print that they did hire somebody or that they should have hired somebody at the level of the organization where Burke is. I think he's officially president of hockey operations. But to fill what I saw as a void between the GM and, and the CEO, David Morehouse. And Hextall and Burke are an odd couple, aren't they? Hextall has infinite patience, as he showed in Philadelphia, and Brian Burke's known for having pretty much none at all. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is uh, quite a tandem. Uh, the one thing that uh, they do have in common, at least, is that they're both pretty ferocious competitors. Um, and, you know, I suspect that that appeals to uh, or appealed to ownership and might have been a, a factor in the decision, although you'd like to think that uh, the hiring of Hextall, at least, was made on the basis of what they were told in interviews, and obviously we don't know you know, what Hextall or any other candidate said or promised in the interviews with Morehouse or, or the co-owners. Davey, uh, you alluded to it before, but I don't think the window to win a championship is still open. I understand the organization wanted an angle for it, given the assets they still have. I think it's a playoff team, but beyond that, I'm, I'm not so sure. Is that pretty much what you think? I'm not even completely convinced that it's a playoff team. I don't think that's a given. I think there's a pretty good chance that they'll get in. But I think there are five playoff caliber teams at yes. least. If, and that's if you don't want to throw New Jersey into the mix. I think it's a little too early to pass judgment on the Devils. But there are at least five teams that would be worthy of being in the playoffs. 
and only four of them are, are going to make it. So, you know, somebody good is going to get left out, and there's a chance it will be the Penguins. And I agree with you that the uh, the window for them to compete for, for Cups is closed. I actually wrote that uh, the day they were eliminated by Montreal. I think that with some of the individual personnel they have, Crosby, Malkin, if he gets going, Latang, if he can play to his potential, Jari, if he can play consistently the way he did early last season, they have individuals that make them the kind of team that no opponent is going to want to face in, in a best-of-seven series and that the, the Penguins could beat just about anybody in a best-of-seven series but I don't see how they could do it four times. Davey, is always great stuff. I would say I'll see you at the rink, but it's uh, just as likely, I think, that one will be at the other's funeral first. Or maybe on a Zoom call. That's Dave Molinari, Mr. Electricity. I'm Mark Madden. You're listening to 105.9 X. Do you own an unwanted single or multifamily home or investment property you need to sell quickly? Visit PittsburghCashHomeBuyers.com to receive an all-cash, ad-